Got so many strongest soldiers, so it's never over Even if you need someone to hold you to keep your composure Even on the days you're moving slower and can't seem to focus You were meant for greatness and you know it, you just gotta show it Know you questioned life a couple times, but it's okay you growing Know you gotta read between the lines, but it's okay you on it Know you got some people in your life that's gonna make you want it Know you got some people by your side when you look into their eyes All you ever do is smile cause they make you worth it Already know this life ain't perfect, but you gotta work it Welcome, kings and queens, to One Sick Beat. I am your host, One Sick Beat. Remember, at One Sick Beat, we don't cry, we thrive, and we don't whine, we whine. And remember, the definition of One Sick Beat is a strong individual that fights through unimaginable, undeniable, courageous battles that life throws at them without warning, but refuses to carry the spirit of them. And today, I am so excited. I have a beautiful, Dope, and when I mean dope, she's a video opera. Hey, uh, well, let's go, let's go. Merciful photography. She also is a one sick B with MS and lupus, who at the same time and don't even look like it and carries herself and does so well. So, welcome, Miss. Thank Jay. you. How are you? Thank you. Uh, bless, free of complaints. I'm yeah. fresh out of complaints today. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so uh, I, I ask everybody, I want to know, how have you been during COVID? Because COVID has been so different for us with autoimmune diseases due to sometimes we already can't get out, we already tired. So it's like, we're comfortable, like, I ha, 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 because I laughed at all the healthy people when they panic. Like, oh, I got to stay in the house. Oh, I got to wash my hands things that they're right. supposed to be doing already so right. how did it affect you and what are some things and have you thought about the vaccination and are you taking the vaccination at the <laughs> so um fortunately for me i've been blessed to not get covid i've been around i'm pretty sure a plethora of people who've had covid um whether symptomatic or you know uh, definitely been exposed. Um, but I'm a, I've, I've been a germaphobe prior to, um, COVID. So like washing my hands and because I do have, you know, autoimmune deficiencies, um, I'm a, I'm real bipolar when it comes to a mess, <laughs> you know, keeping things sanitized, clean, um, washing my hands. Um, I don't touch I don't shake too many hands. I just already, you know, so yeah, either the elbow, I'll give it a little fist pump. That's it. That's enough. <laughs> That's enough. Um, I like my space anyway. So, um, and no, I, 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 I haven't thought about the vaccine. I never took the flu vaccine. So I don't feel that. Yeah. I don't feel like it's necessary to, you know, put like, I, I, again, I've been blessed. And to know who God is, like, I'm not worried. I'm covered. You know, and I, I still stay out the way. Right. I still stay out the way. Um, my city where I live at in Vegas is open. It's open. The masks are off now. Yeah, I, where I say the mask are off too, but I still stay masked up just because of the fear of all the people who are going to say that they're vaccinated, but they're really not vaccinated. Just for so sure. Right, right, right. But for sure. 
So let's dig into it. Um, I came across Shade uh, on Facebook uh, doing hashtag MS, or maybe a, a, somebody else might have been following, but she's so dope. Um, like I said, she's part of the LGBT, LGBTQ community. And she uh, has, she's not, she's very non-invisible and she speaks on it and she uh, has her wife on there and they talk about uh, their situation and the things that they go through or something that they have went through. I don't want to say the term incorrectly. I'll let her dig into that later if she wants to, but um, she has MS and lupus. And number one, having one autoimmune disease is hard enough. But having two autoimmune diseases and being able to, like I said, she was the definition of one sick B. That's why I had to certify her as one sick B by on my podcast because you have two autoimmune diseases. You are constantly out there doing videography, running, catching flights, whatever you're doing. Got to be up cold. Got to be out and hot. The I was gonna say rather cold, hot, snowing. Well, you don't have to deal with that because you're in Cali, but if you go to a shoot and there's somewhere that would have snow or any, but she's doing all this thriving, doing that and doesn't carry the spirit of brokenness. She might video blog about it to keep, to be, be opened so people have an understanding, but I think it's a beautiful thing. So let's dig into it. Shay, can you tell me, or should I say, can you let the story begin upon the diagnosis? Um, so, <clears throat> excuse me. Originally, um, I've been a photographer uh, in and out of the industry since about like 2010. Um, published photographer, um, apparel designer, uh, I'm a creator, um, but I started photography literally <clears throat> just because of one major big big thing. So my daughter, I only have one daughter, and and she's visually impaired. And okay. so because she was visually impaired, I'm an artist. I always wanted to create something that was very big and bold and bright for her to be able to see the contrast and see the content because she's an artist as well. Um, very creative young girl. So like just overall, I worked, I think myself until I, the headaches came. I'm a hard worker. To know me is to know you gotta look through a little viewfinder and squint your eye and keep this. So I have this like this permanent squint that it is just, it's crazy, but it's almost automatic. But um, I was fine until about probably maybe 2016. And they kept saying, you know, you have fibromyalgia. And I'm just like, yeah, okay. This is a little bit deeper than fibromyalgia to me. This pain is, uh, you know, especially when you can't really um, put a head on how fibromyalgia um, was at the time, you know what I'm saying? How it kind of moves throughout the body. So I'm like, nah, not really. But I literally was diagnosed with um, lupus first one year prior to me being diagnosed the final, the next year after. So it was like summer and summer. So lupus first and then MS the next summer, almost into the maybe fall or so. And just overall, 
my body just started falling apart. But we knew because I ended up um, losing my vision in my left eye temporarily. And it just kept going out. And at the time, I was trying to, you know, just do the the normal. And it just it just appeared to be that I was losing my vision. <laughs> I couldn't get rid of these headaches. So we found out I had a pseudotuber cerebri, um, which is, I believe, intracranial idiopathic hypertension, something like that. And so... Um, from that, the doctor kind of put me in the hospital. And then from the MRIs, they kind of saw the white matter, but never really expressed to me in the hospital at the time what the white matter was. And I'm just like, oh, whatever. still proceed, get out the hospital. They put me in for four days on Christmas. My, my, I had too much pressure in my brain. I couldn't see. So of course they did the extraction from the spine and, and the tap and, you know, so between the tap and the white matter, they kind of figured out um, it just kept growing and growing. Um, so even at that time, I needed the spine surgery. I needed, needed to have some disc replacement. And so now it's just, you have a white matter up and down the spine in the brain and stuff. So that's kind of how the MS just kind of played out. We already knew what the loop is because my joints and things weren't working adequately um, prior to the MS. So go ahead. I was gonna say, I was gonna say, so you found out you had lupus and then you found out you had because let alone finding out you have lupus is already gonna look, make you realize that your life may be a, be a, a little different. And then you find out you have another autoimmune disease that so on top of that. They're like cousins. Like, you didn't invite the cousins to the party. You know what I'm saying? Because I call it investigating. I'm saying, right. I've been riding. Right. Right. messed up the left side of my body. Like, it was a gang that jumped me and called it. Right. You know, it was a family. So now you got the sister or the cousin coming to visit you, too. How did you handle that mentally? And what ways did you bring yourself to stay sane? Because these battles, like I said, are unimaginable and undeniable, and they're courageous battles, but so we didn't sign up for them. So how did you right. handle that? Um, so originally, um, I do come from a mental awareness issue prior to being diagnosed. Okay. Um, you know, being diagnosed with bipolar, um, and some other things or whatnot, you know, we try not to claim those little mind bogglers right. or whatnot, right. but, um, I was already hot, like just razzled all over the place. Right. And I'm going to be honest with you. I'm not a person who gets depressed. Um, and, or let me just say this. I, I'm not a person who sits in depression. Okay. You know, I get out of depression, you know, cause I think everybody has a little glitch in their system, yeah. but I don't sit in it for too long. Um, I have more of a manic behavior, if anything. So I get like real anxiety ish and stuff like, so finding out back to back. And I think 
I think when I found out about the MS, honestly, it took it took me out. It lupus didn't even matter because I was experiencing so many MS relapsing and experiences with that that disease. Lupus didn't kind of stand a chance until I really understood they kind of go hand in hand. Um, absolutely took me under. It took me under. Um, it took I took my family through. That was my through a nice question. little family and friends act around you well you know this is how you're surrounded like how did that how did that not that they act but how did this affect your family and friends around you that'd be better work so i feel like this so i feel like this honestly you know you find out at times like this who your real friends are and who your real family is um that's just the bottom line because just the people just because they you know you know them they know that you from childhood don't mean that they know you and understand you as as an adult let alone an adult who had a, a wild interruption in their program i don't think that they compute in their brain overall that you know what this person going through something and so something else may, like, I don't think anybody understands the trickle effect. This is not intentional that we wanna fly off, but I don't think people understand that the, we are really going through and to have double diagnosis back to back, let alone somebody, you know, who you think that's your friend that you can confide in and talk to, or let alone share your darkest, deep, deep, intimate, darkest intimate. Uh, that right there. I mean, come on. Like, honestly, you really expect for them to be there for you. You understand what I'm saying? Family too, especially family. But mm -hmm. then you learn over the years. And because for me, I'm an introvert. So I, I kind of pushed and gagged because you want people around, but then you don't want people around. You want people to understand you, but then you want them to understand you on their own without you having to give a full disclosure as to your behaviors. What is that about? So that's just kind of, I think, and I think that goes for any spoonie. You understand what I'm saying? I think, I think we all people that who have a glitch in our central nervous system, um, our body. I don't think people understand that when we are in pain that you can't see that we got, we irritated. We don't want to be in pain. We do not want to sit in this. Yeah, invisible illness. That's I mean, we don't want to sit in this. Like ultimately, you don't understand what a what a what a spasm is versus spasticity. That's two different things to me. It is. I mean, the spasticity is a charge to your gut. I might as well go on and get the gunshot out. That's just how it feels to me. Mm -hmm. You know, which I'm sure other people can identify with that feeling, yeah. but. Come on, man. Like, I just wish people would be a little bit more mindful on how um, the victim, the real victim, okay? Because we're the ones that are being attacked. Definitely. You understand? Okay. Like, real talk. Yeah, I, under, I definitely uh, understand. I have now, with being diagnosed, um, uh, with some of your side effects and some of your symptoms that you go through, um, I use a walker. I call it my Cadillac. I use a scooter to get around. That's my Maserati. 
Okay. <laughs> yes. You know, and I thought the Maserati is my legs because you know we go yeah. in a block or two. Let me go get my good legs on the car. And <laughs> right. And now everybody uh, has to use uh, assistive device, which is a blessing if you don't have to. And if you do have to be in, um, I'm not ashamed of it because I look good on my ride. And Come on, on now. You know, so right. I'm not ashamed. So I want people not to be uh, ashamed if they do um, have to. But do you uh, have to use any assistive devices at any time? Um. So hey, you I want to say, well, look, don't so... <laughs> and, and I can say that nobody else can say that term, but me as somebody that has MS know what it's like to be have to supposedly use a device and be and rebuttal against it like it is the devil itself. Facts. <laughs> um, so fortunately for me, because nothing is unfortunate at this point. Um fortunately for me, I do. I absolutely use a cane. Um, I try to get it all colorful and stuff so I don't look like the regular people. <laughs> so I definitely brighten it up so I can, you know, I get some sports tape and put some put some things together or whatever. But um, I recently have, I went from using it a, a little bit to using it every day, often. I have three canes. So it's one here, one there, one in the house. I have yeah. a walker. Um yeah. I, I experienced this year a taxia for the first time and my legs just kind of gave out on New Year's Eve, like, like just wobble game <laughs> to say yeah, the least, <laughs> you know? And so, um, you know, you said you have the Maserati and so I have the Cadillac. I'm a Cali kid, but I live in Vegas. So, okay. um, you know, I, a Cadillac and I'm a SoCal kid, you know, I'm a okay. Long Beach kid. So, you know, it's about the Cadillacs, yeah. <laughs> you know, and I definitely, everybody thinks because, you know, I think, I think because I have a cane that and I'm a good. pretty dope. Yeah. I, I, because I'm That's a pretty dope person and I, it's just, this, it's this lean that my sciatic will not allow me to stand straight up. <laughs> I'm just saying, okay. Let's be clear. So, you know, for the record, I do have a slight little limp. You're not part of it. That's the, the MS. I'm just saying, I could, I could, hey, I have MS. I'm not ugly. That's it. Let's be clear. <laughs> you have MS. You are not ugly. You you know what I'm saying? So, exactly. that, that, what, what, are, what, you know? Just put a little hip into it, honey. That's it. <laughs> That's swagger into it. It's all, it's right. all good. What, uh, before I ask that, what, um, like I said, uh, how did your children, how did you break um, this to your children and to your spouse? Because um, my spouse, found, we found out when early in the relationship, but not well, I guess it feels really fine after you have MS any day in a relationship. But I told him as soon as I knew, I got diagnosed uh, at the beginning of my relationship. So how is, like, as far as your wife, whatever, were you guys together? Oh, excuse me. I'm sorry. Were you together, uh, separated? Uh, I mean, not separated. I mean, together or dating then and, had your, and your daughter was already here. So how did you kind of So, um, I think my my I think my my daughter was um 
maybe about between 15, 16 or so like that. So she was definitely aware. Um, she was the last to know though, <laughs> you know, um, you know, because I've had so many uh, ups and downs, my wife has been like, like, that's my champ. That's my buddy. That's everything. My right hand man. Um, she's definitely, you know, the crutch, the other, the other leg, the fourth leg. Cause see, I got the third one, but, um, I think honestly, everybody, no one showed literally their, um, how they felt for a while. They let me go through it. And so like to know like how my, my wife is, she's not one that kind of exposes how she feels to the surface. Um, my daughter's really kind of similar. So they kind of tuck their feelings. Mm. And even to this day, it's really kind of hard for my daughter to even go through it. Cause she's just like, I'm just trying to grow up and learn everything right now because I just want to make sure, listen, I'm here child. Okay. I'm, <laughs> I'm here. Okay. Um, but in all reality, I think both of them ha have their moments and they've had their moments and we've cried it out. We've had our, our, you know, our yeah. little party, you know, yeah. um, but I think because if I, if they, if like, they don't have a choice to really kind of be too emotional about it. Cause I don't let it get me. I have my I have my days and it's really only for maybe an hour. You can't cry more than I can cry about it. Mm -hmm. I mean, I, I, we here now. You can't whine harder than I whine about it. Because I give myself 24 to 48 hours every time I have a flare up to be cried. To exactly. Girl, I do that to give myself yeah. that. Because you need that yeah. on human time. But I don't let it go past 24 yeah. to 48 hours because then you can't find yourself sinking into depression. That's 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 what I don't want to do ever. You understand? Like, don't get me wrong. It is a moment. It is oh, definitely a moment. I have yeah. laid. We all think we all laid in the bed and and had a a moment. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. But um, I think I think right now for me, um, I I what am I supposed to do? I'm just that I I'm I've running out of options. I'm a little frustrated. You know, but what can I do other than just be thankful? You know, just be thankful because I always think about what could be worse. And prior to me doing photography, I was in healthcare. I took a, I took care of other people all my life. I've always taken care of other people. Um, you know, from a grandparent to my own individual um, health clients that go to their house or would work in a facility. You know where. I have to take care, literally, physically do everything, feed, clean, bathe, clean again, and clean some more. We know how that goes. Um, so I, I think, honestly, for me, the mental thing is like, damn, eventually, one day, your wife and or your daughter may have to wipe your ass. That's just how I feel right now sometimes. That's probably the only thing to kind of get a, get a gal a little blue sometimes because I don't. I, I can't, I, as busy as I, I make myself in my profession, in my craft, in my artistry, I don't see that happening. 
whether I'm walking one cane, three canes, a walker, a motor scooter, bike, I just don't, I'm going to be at my photo shoots in on a, on a, uh, one of the little, with the wheels. Okay. Click, clicker. Click, click, right. click. <laughs> I know that's right. Cause I think, uh, that was the, one of the toughest moments in this 20 year battle was having to accept when I couldn't move uh, to have somebody to take care of you to do all. To, that's my personal time. Like I want exactly. to do right. that. And it takes a, uh, it does that. Uh, one of the things that we, we that are, we're vulnerable and that, that we pray, we don't ever have to be in those situations. If we're in the situation, we deal with it, but that's the ultimate. You're like, okay, look, I just want my personal time to be my personal time. That's you know it. Saying? That's it. In a wheelchair, I'm used to walk, but I would like to take a shower by myself. So I yeah. definitely understand that from having to having to have lost that for a long period of time, and then to finally when you get it back, right, right. I mean, here by myself, I can breathe, mm -hmm. I can do it. They hear about how you fall. That was available. Don't worry about it. Don't come in here. I'm good. I don't that know. that right there. That I the soap can't even hit the thing without somebody sliding their ass in the doggone place. That is just a, it's funny, but it's, it's not. It's funny, but it's not funny. It's yeah, more like I thank you for the caring, but yeah. I just dropped the soap. You understand? Like dang it, <laughs> you, can't, you can't do that. You can't do that. Drop the soap, right? That's right. Drop the soap. I don't want you to be more startled than me. Okay. Me. You made That's me nervous. It. I know it was that bad. Exactly. Exactly. That's all I'm saying. You can't make me more nervous, please. Yeah. <laughs> so now with this, what? Let's do this. What? Everybody has a a, a weakness, but what is your? What is your biggest, what makes, let me, everybody, that's what them has to understand. What part of this disease is something that is your weakness? And for an example, because I'm not articulating it as well as I would like to, my pet peeve is when I lose my vision. That's one of the hardest things with this disease. Like me having to use a scooter to conform to that, it was like a, yeah, but I didn't get to move around. Now, when I lost my vision, that was more of the, that was harder for me to adjust to than a walker or a wheelchair. So what would be one of your weaknesses that you're like, even though it can't be a pet peeve, but what would be your, well, yeah, it can't, well, your pet peeve about this disease, that can be fatigue, that could be. Uh, yeah, for sure. Okay. No, that's for sure. Um, it's definitely a peeve. I don't want to, I don't want to make it any more negative than that. No, I'm not, yeah, I apologize to anybody. I no, even for that. like, even, no, no, for sure. I don't, I'm just saying, I'm just calling that a name per se. Yeah. But um, what bothers me probably the most, literally, is my memory and my speech. Um, I'm, my speech, my speech gets so entangled. And again, I'm a business savvy woman. So it just kind of like, to know me is to know how I used to talk versus how I talk now, how people look at me now, and then they be trying to rush and then they irritated because I can't get it out fast enough. So at this point now, I'm probably more frustrated with just kind of how my brain even processed. I was never dyslexic before, but I always talk backwards. 
I don't need no autocorrect from nobody. Know that. You understand me? Quick to critique you, and you like, I don't, I don't, I don't need that. I don't. I'm telling you. I I know what I was trying to say. It just came out wrong. It just came, it just and especially if you already, if if you yeah. already are a smart Joe, and you already picked apart what I what I meant you to say. Why you gotta correct it? You do not have to say anything to us. You understand? You should just be quiet. That's just how I feel. Be quiet. <laughs> You understand? Because this is where stupidity kicks in and not common sense. Mm -hmm. I, again, we're not, we're not stupid. We're not dumb. I just think people don't realize that MS definitely controls the central nervous system. And that is your brain. That's your yeah. brain and your spine. That is, that's your lifeline. My, my G, like literally if somebody cuts because something in the central, there, that's right? it. Yeah, that's and it. it was at five minutes and you consider brain dead. That's it. So I don't so. think people realize that even us getting like these lesions in our brain, depending on where they grow, where they, you know, have because again, it, I, to my knowledge, I don't, I don't, they're either quiet or they're they're active or they're yeah. inactive. Mm -hmm. uh, yeah. Again, stress causes it causes them to peak. So, yeah. I, so you, you know, that's passing me out to where I might get a flare up because you just right, right. I think condition. even for me, I'm trying to learn to not get so aggravated so fast because I know where my lesions are. You understand? Like I have some in a yeah, I, I'm exact between the brain and in in my thoracic at this point. I just they're all up and down the spine now, and I just. I, I'm trying to keep my, my temper in one area, <laughs> just one area, which is on cool. I need it on cool. Yeah, that's all. So I think just when people say the silliest, weirdest stuff, but you would never say this to an elder. I think I get judged a lot. You know what I'm saying? Being the fact that I'm so young, but I'm relapsing in the ER somewhere. And now I got to be admitted. And they're like, well, what's wrong with you? What's wrong with you? What? Again, <laughs> ta-da, I'm, ta I'm a magician and I really like y'all food. No, what? <laughs> and being young, I'm young, black. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, so I'm not to even to cut into your, uh, to your interview, because this is your, this is your, uh, I'll give you the stage, but um, I, I feel like um, being in the black community and this is why I want to go up and delegate for us is I also feel that when we come in there and we're saying we're in pain or this or that, they automatically assume that we're going for drugs. We want the, come on. the they want, oh, so they're in pain. They, they probably want that pill. They, I'm not trying to be funny, but I'm not saying that black people don't pop pills, but it's more, it's most, most of pill popping because we could not afford pills was in the white community. We couldn't, we didn't get to that. Mm -hmm. That's why we had crack and cocaine. We didn't have, mm -hmm. we didn't have connections to get to pills like that for it to be, mm -hmm. to, for it to flood mm -hmm. our community. Pills wasn't, it wasn't the thing. It wasn't yeah. the thing. So I, I get offended because when they come in there, they think that at times, that's what it's for or the, you know like oh you're really in that bad of pain or well we can't see it it doesn't look like it's a 10 but you're still talking to me about other stuff like for the day 
because I function at a 10 or a 12 on a regular basis. So I know how to talk and walk and say everything without sounding like I'm in pain because I live my life in pain. Absolutely. Right. Right. Now back to you, my apologies for cutting in. That's okay. What, what has um what has this disease? What strengths have you gained from disease? What disease? What has it taught you? How has it elevated you in certain areas where you didn't even know that maybe you need a little boost? But I always say MS has taught me I got a hell of a bounce back. So don't ever think that I'm gonna be done for too long because when I bounce back, it's gonna be amazing. You gotta create some amazing things in those hard times. Um. That's a really great question. Um, so like, if I may be honest, kind of veering off, I'm just now getting to the point to where I believe I have MS. Do you, do you feel what I'm saying? Like, I'm really just getting to the point to where They're it's all quick. It's clicked yeah. in my brain, like, girl, you sick. <laughs> I don't know. I'm just, because to know me is to know I'm really, really like a quiet type of, as loud as my business is, right. even with my apparel brand, as yeah. loud as my, I, that these are social amenities. <laughs> You know, yeah. and and I'm over here, kind of just kind of stuck. But I just, I don't know. I just overall like I think, and so guess what, y'all? I'm gonna tell y'all right now. Guess what this is called? A fog. A fog. A fog. You want me to repeat the question? Yep. Okay. I will say with MS, what strengths? Have you learned, have you, what strengths, how, what, what's your strength? With oh, boom. So I haven't learned any okay. strengths just yet. I'm going to be honest too. You, meeting you, meeting you, Thank you probably gave me that extra kick to, to start vlogging and be able to talk my mess, even to myself. So yeah. I'll be able to understand things thereafter yeah. and understand how there is levels to this. Yeah. Um, I meet people like you and around the world, a couple of my British friends and whatnot, UK friends and things yeah. um, in these groups. I've learned through you guys that it's okay. That it's okay to accept and expose. Not so much about the disease. Everybody pretty much know about the disease, but your truth in it. And Very I think so. that's kind of where I'm, yeah, that's kind of where I'm finding myself out at now because um, I don't do, I don't do well, well with interviews, but I find myself speaking very well when it comes to talking about, about this issue. I'm going to tell y'all that when I came <laughs> to interview this queen, I had one of her and I'm like, you know, you this is my mission. I would like to talk to you. And she was like, oh. You're dope too. I really love what you're doing, but so that means that I would actually be talking to people. Like <laughs> that means I would actually have to talk about it. And I'm like, and yeah. you know, when you see somebody <laughs> doing little posts, you already assume that 
they're comfortable, but no, that can be somebody breaking out of their shell. So I was like, right. well, I'm like, yeah, but I'm, I walk you through it. I hold your hand, you know, not figuratively, you know, like I help your hand. Right, right, you. for sure. I'm like, she's scared. I'm like, but she seemed like she, you know, she's outgoing, but Look, it is. I'm the dopest person ever. I definitely am a party starter, get the crowd started. Yeah. I didn't used to be. I'm more outspoken now than I was ever before. But I, I you know, it's just, I'm very private too. And I yeah. think that comes. That come with like, you know, my personality is loud, you know, yeah. just even from the socks I wear up to my kneecaps. <laughs> yeah, but that doesn't mean our personal business doesn't stay private. Because I'm like, sure. well, I can have fun and crowd of people, whatever. But you might not know necessarily. I remember I had when I started this podcast, I had people get me like, you had MS? I'm like, so you just thought I was on a walker and a scooter for fun? Like that oh, was yeah. the new, yeah. new hope? Yeah, they definitely you, did. Right. <laughs> Exactly. Be like, first of all, just in case before I get sick, or not even before I say before I get old, let me show you what the future holds for me. That's what right. y'all want was like. This is what mine looks like. No, nobody yeah. wants to be sick. So now you do a lot of um video. I mean, you do a lot of videography and you shoot videos and shoot commercials, you do everything. She is a very, very, very creative people. I, very creative person. I uh, encourage you guys to go check her out. Um, I will have her before we end to give out her information because clearly which is brewed as a host, I her clothing, her clothing brand, which is really dope. I'll let her get into that uh, first, but what seasons are the least in your favor? Because you can be a Cali kid, and you know I'm from Illinois, Minnesota type of super duper cold area. I don't mean I like right. Cali doesn't work right. well. So what seasons? So or what seasons don't survive? So um, I definitely have heat and the cold intolerance. Um. <laughs> I can be extremely hot and my feet and hands be ice cold. Mm -hmm. So I was really kind of jacked up. Yeah. Um, so summer and winter are horrible. Okay. Definitely summer. Um, summer is <laughs> Jesus. Y'all would probably be like, why did she even move to the desert? No, but really, ultimately, for the cost. <laughs> That's it. And and there's yeah. central air everywhere you go. Yeah, yeah, from Cali. It, because it's it. Last week we literally just got out of 111. You know, so I'm usually in the house and I don't come out in the sun at all whatsoever. Okay. So yeah, nah. I if I am if I am, it's very very quick, 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 and it's usually okay. going back into somebody's air. But on that pass out level. Um, it's definitely the heat. If it gets too, too cold for me, it almost looks like I'm about to throw myself into a seizure. That's how hard I'm shaking. Like yeah, that is just not, that is, that's, it that looks unhealthy. Yes. Yeah. 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 And I've had uh, cervical spine surgery. And so when I shake, like in my head, like on my head is just shaking uncontrollably because I'm, that's too much. Okay. <laughs> that's too much. So um, I just think, 
I think it's really the the summer. The summer that's the ugly part. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I bet because it's draining, but I, I love warm weather too versus being cold. I'd rather be hot than cold. I was going to say, so what is your maintenance therapy? When I mean maintenance therapy, I've been on Evan X, Wave Sarah, Copaxin, IVIG. I do even chemo. I'm on currently on Oprimis. What is your maintenance therapy that you are on? And also, do you believe in either CBD or medical marijuana? Uh, believe in the power okay. of that. I do believe in the power of medical marijuana. I'm not opposed to it. Right. Um, I'm on Ocrevus. What are your what are you, what are your maintenance treatments? Um. So I've been on. Um, I've been on um, Copaxone. Um, the one that starts with the A. Avenix. Uh, 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 uh. It's one more. I can't think uh, of it, but. Uh, I mean, not uh, Oh, God, it's on the tip of my tongue, but. Okay, and then, so now I'm currently on um, Ocrevus as well. Um, this is my, I want to say this is my first full dose. Okay. And so I've had a full, for like a, a first full dose and I've had a half a dose. So I, I did my, my half, my half full. So you know how they do the first setting in, yeah. in the threes, yeah the two halves. Okay. Okay. So I did the first two halves and then I, I had that break and then I just did my first full. Oh. Um, I think it's I think it's pretty cool. I can I can def, if I didn't tell the could tell the difference what Ocrevus does for me. Then when I first did that split dose, I know what it does for me now after this first full dose and actually being delayed on getting the first full dose. So I so I did yeah. So I when I moved here, I was waiting and I you know. Overall, we knew I had to get the infusion, but I'm just, I'm here, you know, and uh, insurance trying to get an infusion center. Uh, they don't want to accept out of state referrals and so on and so forth. So I kind of was like maybe four or five months late getting the first full after that first two, two halves. Um, my, this is when I was thrown into a taxi and I was two months late. Uh, from getting it the first full and my body just started falling apart I mean fell all the way apart I'm not <laughs> just from the, from the from me being fatigued it spiked my lupus up and Everything. um what I learned from in my case that Ocrevus works for um MS as well as lupus and so that's the dope part I mean a good a good thing yeah it's right it's the dope part um so I'm working with it despite, um, I am not a huge fan of steroids. I, I run from them. And until I end up, I t I've literally gained about 30 pounds. Yeah, so I got slammed in a hospital probably about like um, the beginning of March uh, because my body just fell apart. Just I couldn't take it no more. I had to have my second fall. It was just too much going on. Um, <laughs> and we went ahead and just did the intravenous, you know, um, 
steroids for four days straight. For four days straight, though. That's yeah. that's so that's so much. That's yeah. so much. It makes you sweat, gain weight, oh, so I I like Oprivis for now. Mm-hmm. I do. Um, I've been I on a, a little weight gain, but I'm all right. You know. Um, I know, right? It's either give or take uh, to that one. Uh, part, like you said, the weight gain. Okay, so let's talk about that way. I don't hold you too long. You let's, good? Let's talk about um, how dope you are, and let's talk about your photography. How dope those are! If you have not checked it out, we gonna give them a letter to shout herself out afterward. Let's talk about your photography. Let's, talk about um, let's just talk about that you are a creator as a whole because if we go into every single part we'll be 30 minutes here 30 minutes there because she is an entrepreneur <laughs> <laughs> thank you i appreciate your greatness trust me i really do um, so overall like I, I, I'm an artist. Like I always say, I'm an artist first. I'm a photographer second. Um, you know, I literally started photography at the strip club. Okay. I was shooting the, shooting the ladies at the club. I just, to be honest, who want, who want photos? Or if it was couples coming up, who wants some photos? So I literally started there. And from, from there, I would take those photos and I would make art, make something (laughs) <laughs> I would take I would take <laughs> don't get me to acting up over here that's what okay? you did. <laughs> no right but I, um, I would take those photos literally and flip them all colorful and stuff right mm-hmm. to where um, I love to create wall art so I create digital wall art so okay. you know canvas artist at that um so fashion photography um is my niche i love i love photography um it's it's literally the eye not even so much it's your eyes it's that's just kind of how i learned um so being a woman in a male-dominating business has always been interesting but I've loved I wouldn't change my journey for anything in my experiences with anybody I'm really known in the plus size community um in LA as well as you know growing out here in Vegas now um I definitely travel back and forth but even in the midst of that um I wanted to start designing and finding different stylists for my stuff so because I'm a creator um, and I love bow ties. So I started making bow ties maybe seven years ago. I went through every phase of making a bow tie possible because I just think they're really dope. Um, and so now I make bow ties as well, handcrafted. The whole, the whole, like you don't have to do it yourself. It's already done. It's take it out, put it on, done, adjust it. Cool. Um, as well as everything on my website, Pop Box Apparel, P O P B O X Apparel. Um, yeah, Pop Box Apparel is really exactly what it is. It's it's art that pops out the box. Everything that you see has been customized by me. 
Um, I also create apparel specifically for my wife who um, suffers from PCOS, okay? And a part of her PCOS, she, she has heard some. And basically her symptom is um, abnormal hair growth for women. Most women have heard some if they have PCOS. Um, they probably just don't know what it's called. <laughs> Meaning you, you grow hair in the most strangest places. Um, so I'm really big on advocating. And I know I said that I really don't um, do interviews and stuff, but I find myself advocating for awarenesses, not just MS awareness, not just lupus, not just heard some, I'm, I'm an advocate. So I find myself creating apparel for not just me art that I love to see things that I would put on and wear or, or fresh. I have a, uh, another thing, hoodies, all four seasons are for me. You can shop and get a hoodie on my site, all four seasons. And, you know, typically, Hoodies are only sold for winter, right? Or Very cold sure. seasons. Um, well, for us spoonies, we are always cold. It's cold. We're always cold. It can be oh. hot. We still cold somewhere, you know? And so it gets really interesting when, uh, you know, people look, <laughs> that hoodie fly, you know? Yeah, Thank yeah. you. <laughs> you know, but overall, it wasn't my hoodie at the time. I just, I was cold. And so I just, mm -hmm. I create, um, statement pieces, statement gear, um, uh, different, different types of abstract art, canvas art, um, bathing suits. I mean, bomber jackets are popping. You can get it all at popboxapparel.com, you know? Right. <laughs> you feel me? <laughs> You know, and don't think I forgot about you. <laughs> you know, I, I stay relatively busy. You know, I try to keep myself active as much as possible um, until I'm kind of slammed down and I'm forced to sit down. That's when I sit down. <laughs> no, I definitely understand. I'm just messing with you. You know, I got to mess with you. Um, yeah. So look, if y'all ever in Vegas, come, come shoot with me. Look me up um, at Merciful, M-E-R-C-I-F-U-L, photography. I know y'all know how to spell photography. So the people be trying to spell merciful like it ain't the Jesus way. It's the same merciful Jesus used. <laughs> and, uh, and shop a pop box apparel. It's P-O-P-B-O-X apparel, A-P-P-R-E-A. R-E-L. So I always say apparel. If you want to like, uh, you don't know how to spell it, pronounce it, just say apparel. A-P-P-A-R-E-L. Apparel. <laughs> Pop box apparel, y'all. <laughs> yeah. yeah, shout out. And I like how she broke it down. So this is the part where I say, what advice, what words of encouragement, what do you have to give to another schoolie for one schoolie? to another schooling who might be thinking like, yeah, you you might be that strong, but I'm not that strong or have any, it's so many thoughts that come with when you're diagnosed. What are some words yeah. of advice or some words that you have for somebody with these same diagnoses? Because I just give you, I, I, 
you're so dope. I, that's why I wanted, I can't wait to certify, my favorite part is to actually certify you as one sick beat. But before I do that, I want you to give out some words or just any encouragement or a joke that'll make somebody, you know, just whatever you can you have that you can give. Cause I'm asking you off the top of your head because it's one of the things you're like, you know what, when I was on there, what I should have told them that was if they had shot the other store from the medical, they would have been better than they had that. Okay, okay, okay. You know what I mean? When you uh, think right. of things you go through. Um, well, I know like the term uh, or the saying, keep going is so cliche. Mm. Um, you know, because we always hear that. Just keep going, go keep going. Mm. Hey, what I'm gonna say is just don't stop. Mm. Don't stop, you know, because like I say like this, I'm gonna ride this thing until the axles fall off. You understand me? Until the frame breaks. That's that's when you stop, when the frame breaks. That means there is no doors, there is no interior, there is nothing left. And at that point, you know, because I do understand, honestly, there, there are people that are honestly before us, you know what I'm saying? As far as this, this health thing goes, but just don't stop keeping the faith, like faith over everything on me, faith. I've said that since, since I've been diagnosed faith over everything. I've really almost believed that hashtag got started because of me. Everybody was saying faith over fear. I got that, but faith over everything see because i don't know what people believe in but i understand that light is light and dark is dark stay yourself out the dark and run really really close into the light you understand close to stay close to the light that's the best thing i could say because i always find myself no matter in what situations i always look for the light just look for the light stay in the light you know um Again, I, I I wish nothing but greatness on everybody's life. And I pray that, you know, this encouraged someone else, uplifted someone else, even to live your dream. Um, like, cause hope is hope is not dead. It's not. Hope is so alive. It's so alive. It's just as long as you can blink and you can breathe. And these are things I tell myself daily. You know, give yourself that daily, like I have a, a, a daily affirmation. I am wealthy. I say it every day. Mm -hmm. I, I am wealthy, like just off the back. I am. I am healed. So just maybe make that a part of your affirmations as you as you proceed on with life. And, you know, again, faith is 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 everything. It, it is the unseen. Just stand in your faith. Yeah, I love that. I love those words. So this is my favorite part, but of course, because this is my podcast. This is the part on the podcast that I recognize and I certify you as one sick bee. So I want to certify you, Shay, as a strong individual that fights through unimaginable, undeniable, courageous battles that life throws at you but you refuse to carry the spirit of brokenness and you handle it, you carry it with pride, you look good doing it and you encourage us. So my queen, thank you for being a glad, uh, thank you for being a guest on my show and allowing me- Ashe. 
everyone. Ashe, you're very welcome. You're very welcome. Very welcome. Blessings. Yeah. Thank, thank you. everybody for listening. You're welcome. Thank you. I would like to thank everybody for listening. And you catch one stick be on Spotify, our heart radio, Amazon,